It's time for Law Corner with yep. Gareth Abdenor. Gareth's a partner with Mallee & Co. Specialises in employment law along with technology and privacy law. Well, uh, very good afternoon once again, Gareth. Good afternoon, Gareth. Mate, we've got calls backing up here already, so do you mind if we go straight yeah, to the calls? Yeah, let's get into it. 0800 80 is our phone number, 0800 80 or if you're not comfortable talking on the phone, text your question yeah. to 9292 we'll try and get around to it. But Vicky joins us on the show. G'day, Vicky. Hello, how are you? Great, thank you. Gareth, yeah. standing by for your question. Right, so my daughter is um, working in the hairdressing industry as an apprentice. She's 22, and she's paid fourteen fifty an hour and they say that that's legal because she's an apprentice and they give her training, but she still has to pay her $30 fees to ARA as well to go to hairdressing. Oh, that's that's an interesting one. Um, I often say to people that hairdressing and early childhood centres kind of result in most of the case law for employment disputes. Really? Um, oh. So it, it looks like here, here we've got another one. Um, that's very interesting. I've have never heard that before, Vicky. Um, I would be I would be quite surprised if an employer could pay uh, lower than uh, a minimum wage just because someone's an apprentice. Uh, yeah. But I would have to check that out. But I would okay. be surprised. Right. Okay. Thank you very much for the call, Vicky. All right. Thank yes. you. Very much. Have a sounds, great day. Like, sounds like it's worth pursuing, Gareth, for Vicky. Yeah, I it? think so. Yeah. Definitely worth looking into. Can yeah. I, just before we go to the next couple of calls, when Phil says it's worth pursuing, what does it cost somebody if they want to pursue that? Where do, they, do, do they ring like an office like yours, and what are they going to be up for in terms of charges straight off the bat? Well, it's a difficult one, Simon, because um, I think in most cases you – you might not get what you pay for, but if you pay bargain basement, um, I expect you will get what you pay for. Uh, so you want to go to someone who knows what they're talking about. And I'm a big believer in going to a specialist. Um, if you go to a generalist, um, they might be slightly cheaper, but it's going to take them longer to actually find out the answer. Yeah. A good starting point, though, is actually uh, MB's website, um, oh, yeah. Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment, I think it is. Um, they've got a really informative uh, website with a lot of general information. Uh, so I would start there and see if you can find the answer. Um, okay. A lot of the, fu- the answers are there. Uh, and if you can't, then, um, then go and see a lawyer. Okay. Matthew, very good afternoon, mate. Welcome to the show. Uh, good afternoon, mate. Um, oh, I'm not going to mention the company I'm working for, but apparently they've um, they've taken me out at thirteen fifty. Sorry, I'm not sure I understand. The company is the uh, um, and they um, put you up for thirteen fifty. That's how much their rate is. Is that legal? They're only paying thirteen fifty an, an hour. Yes. Is well, that legal? They have to pay you the minimum wage. Now, and that's exact. What is the minimum? Well, Seventeen fifty, is it? Yeah, I actually don't know. Um, okay. uh, usually, I refer to uh, refer to the legislation yeah. um, to check it. But um, they have to be paying you the minimum wage. Now, if they're oh, not yeah. paying you the minimum wage, uh, then you could have a claim. Okay, I just I just wanted to ring up just to make sure because I I knew that was something was wrong with that. I wouldn't say it's illegal, but it may well be a breach of contract, um, which uh, may sound like I'm splitting hairs, but they are slightly different things. I guess the question that I that I have for the caller um, is, have you asked for one? Um, often we have, I have people come and see me and say, well, I, 
I haven't had a review in five years or three years or whatever the, the period is, but they also haven't asked for one. Uh, so sometimes there's blame on both sides there. The first step is I would ask for one. And if you haven't had a pay increase in that amount of time, uh, you may be able to negotiate quite a good one. Good point. By the way, seventeen seventy. I thought it was seventeen fifty, but it's seventeen dollars seventy per hour is the adult minimum wage. Is the adult minimum wage yeah. if, if you aren't a trainee. Yeah. yeah. In the studio with Gareth Abdenor, who is uh, an expert uh, at Mallion Co Solicitors, specialising in technology and privacy law and employment law. If you've got a question, oh eight hundred eighty ten eighty is our number. Jack joins us on the show. Good day, Jack. Good day, Simon. How are you, mate? Not too bad. Good. Good, mate. What's your question, Jack? Question for Gareth. Working on a salary, you can end up working quite a few hours and weekends and bits and pieces, and you're not paid overtime for it. But any time taken is taken as leave. There's no swings and roundabouts. Well, that really depends on what's in your employment agreement. Generally, uh, employers have moved away from time and low. Uh, which is something that people used to use uh, for the kind of swings and roundabouts. Uh, if you are working excessive hours, then uh, that is something you should raise with your employer. But generally, a salary factors in uh, that you are going to be working slightly more than the minimum. Now, if you're working more than the minimum all the time, that's a conversation you should be having with your employer. Yep, sweet ass. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Jack. Thank you. Gareth, can I quickly ask a question here because there's a couple of texts have come in and I think it's a very valid point and a very fair one. We all know that it is not inexpensive to go to a lawyer. If you want to take a case through a whole lot of court, we're talking thousands rather than hundreds mm-hmm. of dollars if you want to take it right to the ultimate. And while we're briefly talking off air, I think it's worth letting people know this, that your suggestion, so I've got a... I'm in a dispute with my employer, I go to see you or another lawyer, that basically you need to find out as quickly as you can, and you said it's something that you try to do, to say to them and and say, well, this is what you might gain if we win this case, but this is what it might cost you, and you have to decide whether there's actually, basically, literally, whether it's worth it. Would would that be fair to say? Definitely. And there's nothing worse than launching off on on a claim, spending a whole lot of money, winning, and then being out of pocket. Right. That's, yeah. that's generally the worst outcome. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to go to someone who is going to be able to tell you, yes, you've got a case. If you win, you're likely to get X. And then you work out how much it's going to cost to get right. there. Yeah. Um, and if it's going to be more than X, well, you know, you you'd need to have a pretty good reason to pursue it. Right. That's I think that's very fair. Rosemary, very good afternoon. Uh, yes. Um, I was just wondering, Gareth, um, I work for a, um, a, a large organisation that have decided this year that they are not going to be open Christmas Eve, working through till Christmas Day. We usually work till very early in the morning on Christmas Day. Um, and they have decided because it's, you know, it's not worth them opening for that night... Um, but we've been told if we want that night off, which we have to have that night off, we actually have to take an annual leave day. Is this <laughs> is this right? Oh, that's um, it's an interesting situation that we're they are uh, closing, but we have to take it as an yeah. annual leave day. Yeah, if 
they are operating what's called a close-down period, which is where a business customarily shuts down over a certain period. Well, they never have. They've never done this before on this particular day. We've always worked through, and I don't really want to name the organisation, but they're a very big organisation. And and there may be valid reasons for an organisation to change their approach on that. It only Um, seems to be this particular time yeah. Because and, the and way that's that not unusual. They falls in the middle of the yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, for example, we're closed over Christmas, um, and so you need to look at if it's a public holiday. Uh, the starting point is that people are not working on a public holiday. That's the whole. We point have always worked it. on this public holiday. And, We've always worked yeah. through into this public holiday. And I think, you know, without looking at the the minute details of it, this may be something where you're going to have to look at getting used to the change. Sorry, get what? Getting used to the change. Getting it, used it, to... Just accepting it, it, it basically. Be, it may become oh, right. permanent. Oh, sorry, I couldn't words. quite hear you. My phone was... No, that's no. right. No, no um, problem at oh, all. Okay, then. No, we were just wondering the legalities of having been all of a sudden forced to take an annual leave day because some people don't have any annual leave days left. So what do they do? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's something for negotiation with your employer. Um, okay. I'd be raising those concerns and see what they say. All right. Okay, then. Thank you. Thanks, Rosemary. Have a great day. This is a good text, I reckon, Gareth. Can your stat day, a statutory holiday, can your stat day be paid as your holiday pay, says a texter? Uh, it depends what they mean by the question, but in some cases, yes. Um, often when people finish their employment, their accrued annual leave is paid out to them. Yeah. Now, there is an unusual provision in the Holidays Act, which many people don't know about, that if uh, the accrued leave that's paid out to you when you finish employment actually covers a statutory holiday, for example, the Christmas period, then that that needs to be paid to you as well. Right. Um, So if your employment ends, let's say, on the last working day before Christmas and, and you're owed, let's say, three weeks' holiday... Then you get your three weeks holiday plus you get plus your pay for Christmas, days. Boxing Day, New Year's yeah. Day, Day after New Year's Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you need to look at it very closely to make sure that you're getting what you're entitled to. Because quite a lot of quite a lot of contracts or quite a lot of employment would actually end like that, wouldn't it? At the they end would. of the year, so right at yep. the end of this year, sorry, but the job's not there anymore, sort of yep. thing. Yeah. But so, so if you're an independent contractor though, and you've got a, a set contract date, and it finishes on the 24th of December, well, that's. You, you're that a contractor. You, yeah, that's, you wouldn't get yeah. any entitlement after that. No. No, okay. No. Only what's provided for in the contract. <laughs> Phil, and, <laughs> Phil and I just thumped the desk oh. metaphorically there, there, Gareth. No, just checking. There's a few tears. <laughs> just checking, just checking, yeah. Uh, one quick question on text before we, we're going to have to finish this up, uh, Gareth. Can an employer discriminate by paying differently on-call allowance to employees doing the same role? I'm not sure I understand that question. Well, Do you understand it, that? it really depends on what you mean by discriminating. You're, you're not able to discriminate um, for one of the grounds that are set out in the Human Rights Act, uh, but there are some exceptions to that, and there may be valid reasons to pay people different rates. Mm. That's not necessarily discrimination. Oh, I see. What do they call that then? <laughs> <laughs>
Gareth, it's always great getting you in. Thank Thanks you, so much for your time. You're welcome. Gareth Abdenor from Mally & Co. Solicitors should mention too, the content of this segment is general in nature and is not legal advice. Any information discussed is not intended to be a substitute for obtaining specific professional advice and should not be relied upon as such.